Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Adina Sampson is the founder of Out Loud Productions and the Unbreakable Spirit Movement, a breakthrough coach, inspirational speaker, singer-songwriter and best-selling author. Having overcome the insurmountable, Adina leads by example, teaching people how to turn challenges into victories and inspiring them to live a more authentic, courageous and passionate life. Hi Adina, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi Leanne, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. You're really welcome and I'm really excited to talk to you today about our theme of From Survive to Thrive. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? So for the purpose of this podcast, just to keep it short and sweet, I'm blessed, grateful, thankful, blessed. And a big part of how I am where I am today is because of a lot of adversity that I faced in my life. So uh, particularly my story relates to severe chronic illness, excruciating heartbreak, and financial devastation, which many of us go through in our lives. A lot of times, if we're lucky, it's one at a time, not everything, you know, all at once. But of course, you know, in my situation, it was everything all at once and not just once, twice, but three times over. So <laughs> the fact that I'm still standing is is uh, amazing and I'm um, just happy to be here. So I hope that answers your question, Leanne. Oh, but thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm sure a bit more will come out, you know, as we talk about our theme of from survive to thrive, because I think that's really important that, you know, what what's your take on that? What does it mean to you? Well, considering, you know, right now, I think, especially with where we're at globally, with what we've been through with the pandemic, you know, uh, whether or not we're tired of hearing about it, you know, that that's irrelevant because we're still smack dab in the middle of it. And I think if people hadn't had issues, um, trouble, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, I think they, they are definitely feeling it now. Whatever that means, again, crisis of some sort, right? Uh, again, I, I work with mainly with people who are uh, going through some type of cross crisis, who are at a crossroads in their life. So, you know, from survive to thrive right now, I think many people are surviving, right? They've lost their homes. They can't pay their rent. They've lost their loved ones, right? People have died. Uh, you know, their relationships, maybe it's a divorce. Uh, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's not even those things. Even without the pandemic, it could easily just be, hey, uh, my daughter's going off to college and I'm an empty nester. Now, who am I? Where am I? And, and how do I manage? So I think survival could mean many things. When I wasn't well, it was more than just survival. It was literally merely existing. Okay. Um, and, and no fun for anyone. So, you know, w w when I say thrive too, I think we have a, a mindset that, that needs to shift. You know, we need to shift our perspective on, on many different levels because what is thrive? You know, thrive can be mean many things to, to many people, depending on where you're at and your circumstances. But I think what it means is, am I in a healthy space mentally, right? that will also support my, my, my uh, health on a physical level. And how do I go from experiencing depression, anxiety, overwhelm? Again, many of us are experiencing these things that unfortunately have become a bit of a stigma, right? It's, it's maybe called uh, mental, mental illness when maybe that should not be the, the label. I, I disagree. It's, it's what we are going through, <laughs> let's be honest. And how can we 
address that? How can we adapt and offer up daily practices that can really help us move through? The only way out is through, from survive to thrive, right? We can't go around it. We can't pretend it's, it's not there. And I think most of us, because of the uncomfortability of what life can throw at us, that's what we want to do, right? We want to avoid it. We want to go around it. We don't want to feel the loss, the sadness, the angst that we feel. And I think if we can really just understand that that is a big part of life and realize that the only way out is through the way we build resilience, the way we deal with adversity is actually being wielded, right? It's, it's grace under pressure. It's not something you're just born with. That, that's not the truth. <laughs> okay. And, and so where can we, how can we go from survive to thrive, especially right now, globally amidst a pandemic? How do we do that? We do that one day at a time. And actually, let me rephrase. It's not one day at a time. It's one moment at a time. So I know that was long-winded, but, you know, I think there's many facets as to the question that we ask survive to thrive. It's where are we now? How are we, are we being part of the solution? Are we part, are we playing a part of the problem? understanding what that is and taking the steps necessary to live the life we would like to live, which comes from really starting, you know, with looking in the mirror and doing work within. So. Yeah, exactly. I love how you explain that because I've, you know, over these challenging times that we've had, it's been interesting to see that people who have had a really good ways of thriving because they've got that resilience and the others that haven't and they've been getting, you know, they get that depression, they get that sadness, they get that I'm stuck, I don't know what to do. And, it's different and it really surprised me who was resilient who wasn't because this really showed up in a lot of people around me and I was surprised sometimes well and you know what I'll say to that too I really believe most go through this if, if they're not I, I I can't I would question whether or not that's the truth and that doesn't mean that they can't be thriving because again in those moments it's a matter of saying okay in this moment being honest with yeah I'm actually feeling quite overwhelmed right now acknowledging that you are feeling overwhelmed and then saying, okay, what am I doing differently this time? What are these practices, these principles that we've put into place to help me get out of that overwhelm? Not to, and also to, to do that in a way that is still making peace with it. Again, I think a lot of times we're trying to push things away instead of sitting with the uncomfortability, realizing it's, it's not forever, it's just for now. And you can still thrive an hour later. My point is sometimes in the moment, we, we only thrive if we understand the lesson as to what it is we are learning. And sometimes that overwhelm is the greatest gift. It's just a matter of shifting our perspective to see it that way, which you're right, is not always easy and takes practice. And with practice, though, you're able to, like I said, handle adversity when things come at, come at us, like through the pandemic. You're able to say, look, for me, for example, I've been through hell and back, Leanne, so much so that when this hit, it wasn't that I've had it any less uh, um, hard or difficult. It's just that I've been through so much prior that it's all relative. Mm. So I've got the tools now a little bit more equipped to handle the days and times where, hey, it's not as well. And I, I still have to be honest that, you know, if, if for me, if I get into pockets that last a little longer, I, I, I go, what's, go, what's going on? You know, you start to go, Hey, I should know better. And again, we're saying should, we should, we all do that to ourselves. So I think it's a, it's a matter that I think most people are going through it. And if they're not, there might be a sense of denial there. Uh, you know, which is also another coping mechanism. It's the way we cope to get through 
what we need to get through, which really stems and starts from how we developed those um, coping mechanisms in our childhood. Now, a lot of those served us then, and a lot of times, though, is kind of running, running underneath, beneath the surface here as adults. Nothing new, right? We've heard this before, but it's true to an extent that when we are unaware of it, we've got something running that may have once supported us but no longer does, and then hence it's holding us back from truly living the life we want to live and feeling more empowered. And, and um, you know, and I think also what you said is I think a lot of times people think that there's some outside source outside of themselves or people are just born with this capacity. And I truly believe that each and every one of us can tap into and tune into Okay, our own inner resilience, our ability to, you know, stay standing and sway with um, the obstacles and adversity and not allow it to have us completely crumble. And even if we do, which I have, allow us to get back up and continue walking forward. So it's possible. Yeah, I so agree. And there's two things that come up for me is that Yes, the ones who seem to have been thriving a bit more than the others are the ones who have the tools that know how to ask themselves those questions and to confront what's going on for them. And the other one, and it's also like that bit of being brave, isn't it, to go inside and have a look and being able to sit with that and allow yourself to be vulnerable sometimes to have that little bit of like a pity party and then go, but okay, I'm not going to sit here forever. Yes, I've had a bad time, but how am I going to get myself out of it rather than just sitting there and wallowing for a long time? So it's really, to me, it's an ability of not to put stick your head into the sand. Um, it's to, to just address what's going on and then being totally aware. And to do that, I think you really have to be present, don't you? You have to go, what's happening in this moment? As you said before, it's really about this moment. What is happening right now? What can I do about it? Sure. Uh, again, that's, that's one of the principles in the book is live for today, right? Again, something we've heard before. You mentioned being present. We hear it a lot, but I think, again, it's one thing to have an awareness mm. of a principle, an idea, and it's one thing to be able to truly embody it, just like you stated. And again, I do not think that there's a wrong or right or, or good or bad or indifferent. It just is. That's where we're at in the moment. No judgment. Um, and, and yes, I think that it's, ex I know, <laughs> let me say not think, I know it takes a whole lot of courage to be able to look at yourself and go, look, this is my life and take responsibility. I think many of us even unwillingly, unknowingly, have even subtle qualities of this that you may not catch in a certain personality. It's very easy for us to point the finger outside ourselves, not take responsibility, because if we do take responsibility for truly creating the life that we are creating, then what? Then what happens? Then we have to make different choices. Then we might lose the people around us that we love, right? There are a lot of fears that come with shifts and changes rightfully so and we have to be willing to truly say okay what is healthy what is toxic right looking back like i said at, at, at what we've been taught and told growing up it's not our fault right it's not your fault it's just however it is our responsibility to go okay is this working if not let me look within be able to shift my perspective and really look into some of the beliefs that i carry we carry and whether or not they serve us
Yeah, exactly. And I think it's um, also not having that blame game of the external, isn't it? Because so we, I don't know what society does, but we seem to blame the weather, we blame the government, we blame our friends, we blame our family, and all these things are going on. But as you say, taking responsibility for who you are and your own happiness can actually be so empowering that you can move forward, that you can start asking those questions that will actually stop you from feeling stuck to to start living like every day, as you say, because that's really an important point for me when I talk about my bucket listing is stop waiting till someday. Stop waiting till you retire when you got more money, all that sort of stuff. Do it now. <laughs> well, now is all you got. And I think that's that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned on my journey when you asked about where I've been, you know, being sick in a way that Western medicine didn't completely understand at the time. And now I'm fortunate that a pandemic had to arise to, to maybe see more of this when we've got the COVID long haulers and some of the issues there. When people are talking about the cytokine storms, a lot of people who have been dealing with chronic Lyme disease, lupus, a lot of the mysterious illnesses, end quote, you know, that maybe a Western medicine hasn't truly uh, fully understood yet. Now I believe I'm hopeful Again, due to an adverse situation, a situation that looks absolutely and is and has been horrific for so many, there is still good to be shed from it. Again, because I'm able to see that and be hopeful for that, that's a choice. And, and, and really, like I said, I was so sick and so not well. So one of the biggest lessons for me when I wasn't well, Leanne, was realizing that all I had was today. That I was on my deathbed so many times that really the moment was all I had, being present in the moment, enjoying whatever it was, being in the moment was all that I had. And I think that when you gain the perspective from being in a position where you have no choice, and so many have experienced that unfortunately this year, it really makes you realize what's important in life, what's not important. And realizing that today is all we have, this is where we're at, if I'm going to do something about it, it's got to be now. It cannot be later. And I've got to look at myself and say, am I giving away my power? How am I giving away my power? And that was one of my biggest issues was that I was giving away my power without even realizing it. it I, I feel that's something that we do a lot, you know, because of, I don't know whether it's society again, media, even the way um, my child was brought up in school and that they seem to be, it's so different to how when I was brought up because now there is so much access to information. There's so much um, stuff coming in through social media that sometimes I think people lose sight of who they are, of who, of what's important to them because they're seeing what's important to everyone else or what they think is important because we're only really seeing a certain side of people on social media. So I'm just wondering if that's something that you've seen with all this social media now that sometimes we forget who am I? What, what, what's important to me? And what would I like to do right now? You know, I, I, I wish I, can, I could rave about social media, but I am in agreement that, that it's posed quite a bit of a problem, especially when we're looking at people's highlight reels, mm -hmm. thinking and assuming that that's truly what they're experiencing every moment of their life, which is not the truth. Let's be honest. Give me a break. If anybody was honest, you might some, see something different on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's, <laughs> I think we are lacking a vulnerability, a sensitivity, an authenticity to us as a as as a whole, as a species. Okay, it's a human condition, and I think it's a shame because again, it's what we were taught and told, and now we were we're so many of us are wearing masks, we're playing many roles again because it's what we're used to, or how we were brought up, or what we saw in our parents' relationship, and so we tend to then attract the same relationships. And unless there is 
some understanding and cognitive, cognitive, you know, um, understanding that, hey, this is true, this is happening, and yes, we can change that. Uh, it really starts from who am I? I think we have an, an, an identity crisis, okay, because we're, we're sitting here going, okay, well, for example, how we measure success is also false. Our advertising, so even if it's not our growing up in our family, the kids at school, the teachers, let's just take media, social media, let's take uh, you know sales and marketing and the billboards that you see. This is what you need. You don't have it. We got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's a constant reinforcement of you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Now, I do not believe sales needs to be that way. I've got nothing wrong with, with, with sales. I've got no problem with that. It's just a matter of, of how you're, you're, you're poisoning yourself. You know, are, are you basing your success on the fact that you are, you know, um, you know, financially abundant beyond measure that you have fancy cars? Are you basing it on the fact that this is the way people will see me if I'm this way? And I think that's the biggest issue is, is to reevaluate how we measure success. I'll tell you a quick story if, if you've got a moment, because this was probably was right in the beginning before I got sick. So this has been a 12 year stint. And at the time I was in Hawaii and this was 2008, right when we had that collapse, right? And, and a lot of us lost our businesses then, right? With the economy and, and so did I. And that was the time where I lost the business, the relationship and I got severely ill. And at that time I couldn't do what I used to do, right? Couldn't do the, the speaking, couldn't do the, the sales and the consulting, right? So I literally ended up sleeping most of the day and I was in Hawaii at the time. I ended up selling flowers. Now I knew nothing about flowers. I learned real quick, put a flower in my hair, off I went. And there were moments and times where I felt at the time I met the way I measured success was, was not correct. The way I measured it was, okay, I'm not doing my business. I'm not doing what I was speaking in seminars, doing this, this, and this. And it was made such so clear to me. It was such an aha moment as I was selling flowers in all the restaurants, you know, uh, down in Lahaina in Hawaii and Maui at the time, tuberose, plumeria, you name it. And a few people would come up to me and say, oh, wow, you're my favorite flower girl, you know. And one person came up and said, oh, my God, your smile just made my day. Simple statement and such a huge aha moment for me, because in that moment I realized, wow, you're telling me my smile made someone's day. That's it. It wasn't what I was doing. It's just who I am. It's, it's my essence. It's how I'm showing up. It's my beingness, not my doingness. That in that moment, I'm somehow doing God's work. Okay. In that moment, the universe is speaking to me saying, that's it. That's all it takes. This person, you don't know where they've, they've been. You don't know if they've lost a loved one. We do not know where they were in that moment. But in that moment, my smile was enough. And that was a huge aha moment for me to realize, wow, the way I measure success needs to shift because it needs to start from that place of simplicity. If I want to take my power back, if I want to get well, if I want to realize that the way I've been living no longer serves me. Mm. That's something that I had to do too, was to redefine what I saw as success because I was seeing it as, you know, this is what I'm taught. You have to get married and you have to have kids and you have to have a certain job that's stable and you have to buy the house. You know, you have this pathway that you go, that's success. But there's never, it's not really the end point, is it? It's really how you're living every day. And that's how I redefined it is that success, success is in the journey. It's how you are. As you said, the beingness, because I love that. Because it's not what you do necessarily. It's being there for people. It's being, I suppose, the version of you where you're happy with yourself, 
you're enjoying every moment. You're not thinking, well, one day when I get that house, I will feel successful. Or one day when I earn so much, I will be successful. It's not that because that day may never come. It's how you live every day. Absolutely, Leanne, for sure. And, and again, you know, some of us are so ingrained with our patterning, it may take a little bit more practice. However, it's the littlest things and even the littlest shifts mm. that is where we actually see our reality shift in front of us with the people who, who again, once we start to really self-love, self-care, we hear that so often. Sometimes it can sound, you know, like, like um, a broken record. However, I think again, another one of those points that we can say that and have an awareness, but it's one thing to have an awareness and another thing to say, I'm truly going to practice this. And that may mean letting go and walking away from people in my life that are not healthy, relationships that may be abusive, taking responsibility that I am still standing or staying in the relationship. Again, that's a, a subtle way of not realizing how we're creating. We are choosing to stay because sometimes it's easier, right? Or we think it's easier until you walk away and go, wow, God, I should have done that much sooner. How many times have you been in that situation? Um, and I think a lot of times it's, it's just accepting and understanding that taking responsibility, making the little shifts, doing it now, I, I don't think life is, there's room for regret. I think it's better to go out there, make the mistake, take the risk, okay? Because again, I don't really even believe in mistakes. I'm not saying that we don't need to learn. I'm saying if everything happens for a reason and everything is a lesson, which I truly believe because again, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be here. That is a big part of why I'm still here is because I truly believe that this can't be for naught, that I couldn't suffer so much pain for naught that I've got to be able to come through this, have an awareness and then share it with others so they feel like they're not alone, so they can make the changes in their life too. Again, I guess I believe everything is purposeful and that we're here to serve. And if we can really remember that and keep it simple, the rest of it doesn't matter. The social media, the, the falseness, that is irrelevant and, and we are better off without it. <laughs> I so agree. Well, Adina, I've loved talking to you about this and I know, see how passionate you are because and I love it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your book and the best place to contact you? Sure. So again, through all of where I've been, I, I, I wrote a book, not because I said, okay, it's all about me because it came through me. So it's not of me. It's through me. It's I must, my story can't be for naught. And so literally during the pandemic, when everything has shut down, I could not have done it without it. It gave me the opportunity to finally write out my story to write the story so that others can see their story in it and then to write the nine principles. So the book is called The Road Back to Me, Nine Principles for Navigating Life's Unexpected Twists and Turns. Again, just in hopes we can give people some tools like we talked about before to navigate the adversity, to understand that the obstacles are the path, right? And to really uh, make adversity, turn adversity into an opportunity. So at this point, the best way to get a hold of me and, and even my book is um, just my website, adinasampson.com. However, I will note that the book is now available internationally online at almost all major retailers, uh, you know, Amazon. We also have um, Audible. So the, the audiobook just released actually this last week. So this is kind of nice. So if, if anybody is a Kindle reader and likes to hook it up to WhisperSync to Audible, we've got that capability too. 
Uh, I, I really just want to spread the love, pay it forward. And we've got a bonus for my readers. We've got an exclusive original soundtrack that also goes with the book. And, and uh, you'll know a lot more when you read the story as to why that's there. I, I wanted to make it an experience for everyone so they could truly, like you said, Leanne, take the journey. It's not the destination, it's the journey now. Take the journey with me. You're not alone. And knowing that as you start that journey, you're already on your way to uh, living the life that you want to live. So. Thank you so much, Adina. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you so very much, Leanne, for your presence and your time, your energy, and having me on your show. I'm extremely grateful. Igniters, Adina's passion to show you how to go from survive to thrive is inspirational as she's been through so much and shares how to navigate the twists and turns of life. To find out more about Adina, go to her website, adinasampson.com. For more about getting balance into your life, check out my website, leanneblaney.com.